Breaking the Bread of Life to Souls. Many of those for whom our ministers labor are ignorant of the truths of the Bible and the requirements of God, and the simplest lessons on practical godliness come to them as a new revelation. These need to know what is truth, and in laboring for them, the minister should not take up lines of thought that will simply please the fancy or gratify curiosity. Let him instead break the bread of life to these starving souls. Never should he preach a sermon that does not help his hearers to see more plainly what they must do to be saved. The immediate requirements, the present trials, for these men and women need present help. The minister may take a high range into the heavens by poetical descriptions and fanciful presentations, which please the senses and feed the imagination, but which do not touch the life experience, the daily necessities. He may think that by his fanciful eloquence he has fed the flock of God. His hearers may think that they never before saw the truth clothed in language so beautiful. But trace from cause to effect the ecstasy of feeling caused by these fanciful representations, and it will be seen that although some truths may have been presented, such sermons do not fortify the hearers for the daily battles of life. He who in his preaching makes eloquence his highest aim causes the people to forget the truth that is mingled with his oratory. When the emotion has passed away, it will be found that the word of God has not been fastened upon the mind, nor have the hearers gained an understanding. They may speak in terms of admiration for the minister's eloquence, but they are not brought any nearer to the point of decision. They speak of sermons as they would of a play, and of the minister as they would of an actor. They may come again to listen to the same kind of discourse, but they will go away unimpressed and unfed. It is not flowery discourses that are needed, not a flood of words without meaning. Our ministers are to preach in a way that will help people to grasp vital truth. My brethren, do not soar where the common people cannot follow you, and if they could, would be neither benefited nor blessed. Teach the simple lessons given by Christ. Tell the story of his life of self-denial and sacrifice, his humiliation and death, his resurrection and ascension, his intercession for sinners in the courts above. In every congregation there are the souls upon whom the Spirit of the Lord is moving. Help them to understand what is truth. Break the bread of life to them. Call their attention to vital questions. Many voices are advocating error. Let your voice advocate truth. Present subjects that will be as green pastures to the sheep of God's fold. Do not lead your hearers into wasteful tracks where there will be no nearer the fountain of living water than they were before hearing you. Present the truth as it is in Jesus, making the plain requirements of the law and the gospel. Present Christ, the way, the truth, and the life, and tell of his power to save all who come to him. The captain of our salvation is interceding for his people, not as a petitioner to move the Father to compassion, but as a conqueror who claims the trophies of his victory. He is able to save to the uttermost all who come to God by him. Make this fact very plain. Unless ministers are guarded, they will hide the truth under human ornamentation. Let no minister suppose that he can convert souls by eloquent sermons. Those who teach others should plead with God to imbue them with the Spirit and enable them to lift up Christ as the sinner's only hope. Flowery speeches, pleasing tales, or inappropriate anecdotes do not convict the sinner. Men listen to such words as they would to a pleasant song. 
The message that the sinner should hear is, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16 The reception of the gospel does not depend on learned testimonies, eloquent speeches, or deep arguments, but upon its simplicity and its adaptation to those who are hungering for the bread of life. It is the efficiency of the Holy Spirit that makes the ministry of the Word effective. When Christ speaks through the minister, the Holy Spirit prepares the hearts of the listeners to receive the Word. The Holy Spirit is not a servant, but a controlling power. He causes the truth to shine into minds and speaks through every discourse where the minister surrenders himself to the divine working. It is the Spirit that surrounds the soul with a holy atmosphere and speaks to the impenitent through words of warning, pointing them to him who takes away the sins of the world.